Hi. This is Andrew Lotto. Welcome to another edition of Sadistically Speaking. This is episode 47. Christians, stay in your lane. Here's one of my quirks. It's a deviance, really, but let's be positive and call it a quirk. I love watching TV evangelists. It's nearly porn for me. I grew up watching Jimmy Swaggart and Jim and Tammy Faye Baker and Jerry Falwell. If I'm left alone even today too long with a bottle of tequila, you may find me sneaking in some Joel Osteen and Kenneth Copeland. And if I'm feeling particularly randy and drunk, I'll be checking out the local talent and the public access stations. Mm. Now, the reason I'm so enamored with these evangelists is the same reason I was a big fan of the early years of Keeping Up with the Kardashians. It's so ridiculously manipulative, and you spend your time wondering, did they know their moronic, deceptive dickweeds living off the insipid? Or, actually, no. They know they're evil. Anyway, my friend Caroline today sent me a YouTube video of a sermon from the Gateway Church. And I use the term friend here very loosely because she knew it would make me lose my shit. First, Gateway makes me think of the shitty Gateway computers I had in the early 2000s. But this Gateway is actually a church in Dallas, Texas that has annual revenues in the $125 million range and whose pastor, Robert Morris, is worth tens of millions that he got spreading the word of Jesus because we all know what a big fan Jesus was of rich people. Anyway, this particular sermon is not given by Morris, uh, who is presumably busy counting his money. Instead, it's a dork named Tim Barton. Timmy Barton. Who surprisingly, or not so much, minored in religious studies in college, but majored in business management. No shit. Anyway, Timmy Barton has a haircut uh, from the 1950s, an outfit that looks like it's adult granimals. Oh, blue shirt goes with blue jeans, right? They both have giraffe tags. <laughs> Fuck. I'm sorry, that's another outdated reference. If you're below the age of 50 and didn't get the Granimals reference, sorry. Anyway, Timmy Barton's shtick is that he and his father are really into American history. And this sermon goes through the historical evidence demonstrating that, first, America was not founded on racism, and second, the founding fathers really dug the Bible. Now, some of his discussion on the historical record downplaying the essential racism present in founding this country is actually decent. Uh, I had been planning to do a podcast on that sometime in the future. However, your point loses a lot of its luster when you're presenting it to a large audience of mainly white old Christians who like to clap when they're told that America's rules and God's in control. I mean, talk about preaching to the choir. But my main issue with this idiotic sermon uh, is actually a very much more general issue. It's that he uses a variety of historical records to make his point, including earlier drafts of the Declaration of Independence. And then he just quotes the Bible as if it's a historical document on its own, without any other context. He even talks about David defeating Goliath. That is, the guy slaying a giant. Like that shit just happened. Because it's in the Bible, right? <sighs> Religion. You ask interesting questions. Christians, we're going to give it to you. 
You can have your shit about the short duration of the earth. People who live 500 years, giants, guys beating lions and living in whales. You can have it. We're leaving you with your storytelling. But if you try to use historical or scientific analysis in your story time, you look like morons. Stop it. Stop it now. There's been about, I don't know, 1.0 shit ton of historical work and literary analysis of the Bible. That includes the very human political decision-making that went into determining which documents made it into the Bible. That includes the books of the New Testament that were written well after Jesus had died and how they disagree with each other and how they were subsequently amended over the years. Uh, There's much work about the translations and the political motivations for those translations and how they were handled. There are the Gnostic Gospels, Uh, problems with the timelines and the stories compared to actual archaeology and contemporaneous historical accounts, etc., etc., etc. And hey, Christians, you can ignore this if you want. Obviously, I ignore all those questions when reading The Lord of the Rings. But don't prance on stage with your ill-fitting, button-to-your-chin denim shirt and present the truth of the United States, according to historical analysis, and then think you can get away by acting like the Bible is just a bucket of truth that God dropped in the earth. Like Jay-Z just witnessing the truth. If you're going to rely on historical analysis to provide the truth to people about the founding of the United States, then you can't ignore the massive database of research that questions the truth of your favorite book. And this is something these asshats have done before. Back in the late 90s and early 2000s, there was a strong move made to repackage creationism as intelligent design. There were a bunch of books that came out to provide the scientific argument. Here's the science behind intelligent design. They even got professors with doctor in their name to write some of them. Many of them funded by the Discovery Institute from Seattle, Washington, which is a bullshit creationism pushing group. I actually read a bunch of them because uh, it was like the TV evangelists and the Kardashians or watching ugly, fat, drunk guys hit on hot chicks. The same kind of car crash fascination. Now, the best of those books is probably Darwin's Black Box by Michael Behe, in which he presents a, a bunch of examples of animal and human anatomy that don't have very good, compelling Uh, explanations based on natural selection, evolution. And it's true. There are some difficult aspects of the biological world in terms of a concise evolutionary explanation. But that doesn't allow you to jump in and say, so then God must have made the bombardier beetle. That's just stupid. That's like finding a $20 bill in your pocket of your jeans and saying, I have no idea how this could have gotten here, so I'm guessing an alien must have flown down to Earth and left it there for me. The last thing you want to do, assholes, is to make science the arbiter of truth. If you use science to make your point, then you open up all of your claims to science. And you don't want to do that. Trust me. I've read your book several times. You don't want to make this the basis of deciding what's true or not. Rational logic, empirical data. 
The questions asked in religious discourse are probably the most important ones. Uh, is there a meaning to existence? Are there states of existence that are not explainable from a rational, empirical vision of reality? Was the Virgin Mary really as hot as she's shown in those drawings? Mm. Here it is. Stop fucking it all up by making us look behind the curtain. And also, learn to dress like a human, you twat. Pass the tequila. Out!